It's Stompface, the Violence King. You're listening to the Mep Report. Enjoy, or I punch you. Let my home back in Omaha. See if I can make it out in the world. And I got as far as Wichita. Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore. Lost all my friends in Los Angeles. And I'm not welcome in New York. But I must stop back in Omaha. Where the fans they always crying out for. Alright, in that case, welcome to the report number Wanted 73, March 14th, 2007. Welcome, greetings. Yeah, yeah. Telling me. We're, we're a little vonage, uh, a little vonage heavy, as we'll explain in just a second. But first, we want to welcome Russ back into the fold. Russ is with us. It's Russ Story and myself again today. Greg uh, here today. Myself. Everyone's like, and yourself, because you're obviously Greg. And um, so Wait, we want to thank everyone Greg for here? listening. And yeah, I know. Only Greg by proxy, my, myself as myself. Uh, and yeah, we're kind of vonaged um, this week, guys. Uh, maybe we want to explain why we're vonaged, perhaps. Why vonage no, is on our mind. I'm fine. No. Okay. No. People will either know or they want. <laughs> yeah, I see. Okay. Um, but no, really. Uh, we should. Re- <laughs> <laughs> Greg's like, but I want to talk about it. No, no, no. Talk Leave about Greg video. hanging out to dry. Uh, no reason. <laughs> I'm just like, let, let the awkward silence awesome. linger a little bit longer. Um, um, yeah. So go we ahead, made Russ. A video. Another video. It's not yet up on the front page. I'm sure you guys will find a way to view it. It's. I hope, uh, I hope you enjoy, guys, because this is our third. Our third to last podcast. We're just going to go into straight video making all the time. We're <laughs> yeah, going right. to become a Pretty much. corporate oh, sure. machine of video making. So, right. Become clear yeah. to me that Hope my purpose enjoy. in life is to make anti-commercials. I've actually known this for a long time. Right. Someday, some people will hire me. He's only recently decided to act on it. The corporate infrastructure. So, the first the offering is uh, an anti-Vonage commercial using their theme song that's stuck in everyone's head. Which is now stories trying to stick in your head. Yes. Closely resembling with his whistling. <laughs> so basically, exactly. if I understand yeah. this correctly, what we decided to do was you decided to do your anti-commercial by attacking someone who lost a lawsuit to a bigger company. So you're like, anti-commercial by supporting the man. That's basically what the map report has done here is support the man. Yeah. Right? See, the thing, the difference, it's true that Verizon is like far more an institutional because they do other things too. They do. Uh, I mean, Jesus, James Earl Jones does their thing, internet. right? I mean, that's automatically institutional. He just, he said, his just, voice is institutional. My, my immediate visceral response to Vonage is that they just have absurdly large amounts of marketing and promotion, and it's really sickening me. Especially with the stupid. I mean, you know, give credit to their advertising team for being especially annoying compared to just standard, <laughs> Infection. you know, telecommunications right. companies. Yeah. It's like but you got to give really AIDS a lot of credit lot. for being a good disease. It's like AIDS, you, you got to hand it to AIDS, right? Thank they you. really got through to people. Great. Whereas, like, typhoid, what's typhoid done for you lately? Like, so typhoid, vonage, you can just shrug it off. Nobody so, Vonage is the AIDS of VoIP? Yeah. Vonage is the AIDS go. of the telecommunications well, you know, of the market. Telephone, or right. even of advertising in general, right? Because, like, that, people suffer. People suffer through Okay, what does that make the rock know. commercials, the like they a rock know. Chevy commercials? Or, or I this mean, is you, our, know, you know, toxoplasmosis. Yeah. The black it's plague. Out there, but it doesn't have nearly the marketing that AIDS does. Right, right, I see, More I see. people have right. toxoplasmosis. Exactly. <laughs> so, but it does damage. It's more effective. Over time. Yeah. I see, I see. Yeah, so. It gets through. But it's good. He put together a 60-second so video, video, and yeah, and it's out there. And, and it's yeah. been linked a lot. To promote this, we send it to a lot of uh, techie blogs, like people who follow VoIPs. One person that I send it to, I loosely use the term person. And what great lives uh, those people have. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I know. In fact, I sent it to Verizon because I thought Verizon would be entertained at the notion that we're making fun <laughs> of their rival who they've tried so hard to sue and all this stuff. Right. And So I, I literally just emailed their standard customer service email w- with a link to our video. And I get the following response. 
which I've shared with Greg and Story. Dear EMEP, thank you for contacting the Verizon <laughs> eCenter. I have received your email dated March 13, 2007. We appreciate you sharing your comments with us. We value the opinions of our customers, which we are not, and those that visit our website. Oh, good. I'm glad that you value our comments. On March 8, 2007, a jury found that Vonage Holdings Corp. had infringed through United States patents awarded Verizon covering methods of offering commercial quality VoIP services, including wireless access to VoIP. As stated by John Thorne, a Verizon Senior Vice President and Deputy General Counsel, patents encourage and protect innovations that benefit consumers, create jobs, and keep the economy growing. Bullshit. Verizon's innovations Sorry. are central to its strategy of building the best communications networks in the world. We're proud of our inventors and pleased the jury stood up for the legal protections they deserve. Thank you for using Verizon, which we don't. We appreciate your business, which you have none of it. Sincerely, <laughs> Sherry Verizon eCenter, who is obviously a cyborg. Right, exactly. <laughs> Computer. Uh, yeah. Entropy. So, I mean, Ron it's... Intelligence. But that's the thing. Like, even as you were reading it, I was just thinking to myself, I was like, okay, so the video's funny because we're going, you know, going after Vonage, except that we're, we're going after Vonage and, and the people we're sort of supporting by proxy are these people who are, like, super corporate, you know, guys who are like, patent laws. It's like listening to the recording industry try to explain why they go after college students who are downloading songs. And they come up with this garbage that it's allegedly for the artist's benefit, which is the biggest lie since, you know, Benedict Arnold. So, I mean, I, I don't... You know, here's the thing. I would much rather make fun of Vonage for its obnoxious marketing campaign than I would for the fact that it's infringing on patents. Because, you know, when we look at like the pharmaceutical industry, we hate the fact that they defend their patents because their patents are keeping people in third world countries from getting cheap drugs. Mm -hmm. And they're abusing the hell out of people and their health, you know, because they claim that patents are more important, which they're not. So... Yeah, in that way, kind of a mixed message, but I just don't have any sympathy for Vonage mixed at all. Message. <laughs> I, I just, there's nothing that Vonage is doing that's good or that allowing them to violate patents would make them, you know, allow them to do good things. That that would never happen. So I see, I see. And besides, one company at a time. Verizon will get their day at anti-commercial. <laughs> Especially now. And it's going <laughs> to start out with, you sent an email, sure. and this is what happened. Yeah. So then you decided that you weren't yeah. satisfied with just putting it with Verizon. What company did you then send it to, Russ? Who, who, what forums did you post it on? Oh, I posted it on the Vonage.com forum. <laughs> That was the next one. Because they're going to be all over that. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be all over that. And mate. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. And so far, the people then, have been uh, stunned. Burned it all like, to a DVD and mailed it to each employee of Vonage that we can find on the public <laughs> record whose phone That's number right. or address are listed anywhere. We and actually we rented took out it to the, uh, the big screen in Times Square. And uh, we just for a minute, so it only cost us $9,000 <laughs> right. for that 60 seconds. I'm sure that's spot. all it would cost. And uh, we played it for everybody. So that was good. Yeah, Everyone liked know. it. So if yeah. you're one of those people we, who saw uh, that ad, welcome. Welcome to the Metroport. Um, <laughs> we went to the daycare center, and every baby dressed up in orange, we just attacked with that video <laughs> over and over and over yeah. again until they started singing, woo-hoo, woo-hoo-hoo. And then we right went back. to a California orange grove, and we danced through the trees going, woo-hoo, woo-hoo-hoo, <laughs> exactly. for a few hours. And then they thought um, they, we were making fun of the fact that all the oranges froze, and all the oranges yeah. are going to cost a million dollars, and they kick. So the out. next video is going to have to be against the frozen, concentrated orange juice commodities right. market. Set to the tune of California. Real Dream. Florida oranges. All the fruit is yeah. cold. Exactly. The fruit is cold, and fruit it's off the trees, and, and the it's off the dead. trees, and the crops are dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be safe and warm. Be safe and warm. If global warming sped up, if it sped, it sped. <laughs> oh my God! Invested in cocoa. <laughs> I'd be solvent today. I'd be, I'd be solvent, solvent today. today. Temperate climates for the wind. <laughs> oh my God! Stopped into the grove, and I began to pick. Oh, I got down rotted fruit, and it, and it made me sick, and it made me sick. Cheap. Oh my God, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is why we're not going to be hired to market oranges. They're like, why did we send we you into the room and you came up with this? This will destroy our marketing. Why would you? Why would you do that? They eat oranges all day. 
All day. Uh, I really think we have all the tools to do this in perpetuity and make all the great anti-ads, except the singing voice. We really need... We really need to work with that. I beg your pardon. <laughs> the of other I think I have the capability of a little bit of a singing voice. Oh, I beg sorry. your pardon. Did I offend a certain band lead singer in yeah. that report? That I, I mean, granted, it's forgetting about. progressive rock does not uh, necessarily lend itself to singing the mamas and the papas, but who knows? Actually, you know, it's funny. Right, I was thinking about sure. this. My mom, I was visiting my mom over the weekend, and she loves the mamas and the papas, so we were driving along to the store, and she was playing this mamas and the papas tape. And as I was listening to it, I'm like, you know... Okay. Obviously, this is, you know, the Mamas and Papas are a good band and all that. The recording is terrible. Like, the recordings, all the recordings from the 60s and 70s, and this is going to sound obvious for a second. Obviously, they're lower technology than what you get now. (laughs) But they're also just not, they're just distant. It's like somebody said, okay, stand in that field. I'm going to put a microphone here. Now, you shout at the top of your lungs across the field, and then we're going to put that on a tape, and it'll be great. Because like it's it's like they're not in they're not in the studio. It's like they're just singing like everything is a live concert show. I don't know. It, well, it was just something that studios you know. until 1983. Oh really? You should know that. <laughs> they were in bathrooms before industry. this. That's that's what happened. Yeah. I gotta say though, I kind of like some of the impacts of the fact that you know they don't have all of the most professional sounding sound of all time for some of these things because you know it's like Bob Dylan had uh, Bob Dylan half of his recordings from the '60s. He's like laughing and not being able to keep a oh, but that's voice different for half though. Of the song or that's- like. He, yeah. like, screws up and then starts over again, and, you know... Dude, I've seen cool Bob Dylan, as you have many times. I've seen Bob Dylan live, and I can't mm-hmm. understand him live, so it's not like studio would have done any work. I mean, like, he does, oh, I mean, you know... Oh, I mean... But he's, like, in there... He's, like, in there cracking a joke, and then, like, you know, telling some Dad story or something, and then I'll be like, oh... Chicken cross the road. Oranges the are dead, and they're the falling in the grove. Eat yeah, a heavy load. <laughs> I'm getting the feeling I like Bob Dylan the most out of out of the three of us. No, no, I, I admire Bob Dylan, and I think Bob Dylan is an incredible band, and he's very inspirational. But um, he did his mind did snap great, thirty years ago. What a great backhand compliment! I'm just pointing I think out. he has an incredible band. Good, good work there. Well, I mean, look, he's a great I think lyricist. His supporting cast is really great. I, like I don't Stephen think you Colbert. could argue he's a great I think singer. His technical support is amazing. I think uh, his lighting crew is awesome. I mean, I think story. His makeup. Really Really does an amazing job with some terrible, terrible have great hair. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But let's be yeah. honest, is his, is his voice a great voice? I mean, like, oh, he's a great lyricist, a great lyricist, maybe the best lyricist ever. But does he have a great voice? Let's be fair here. Yep. What? Hey, I if mean, you like the vintage, the bad proposal, you can view it on YouTube or MySpace or Ebam's World and come see the EMU. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I mean, the fact that Russ can, without any prior training, duplicate Bob Dylan's voice to so perfectly within a five-second period I mean, shows you that. Oh, but I'm an idiot savant for that, so you can't. You can't oh, really I see, I see, that. I true. see. Well, that's fair enough. It's true. But it's no, like, like saying you know, that Russ could so. replicate his facial expression. It's like Russ's face is Jello. Of course, he can do that. You know what I think of him why, as why story. Why have trouble with that? He's like the reverse Art Garfunkel. Like Art Garfunkel can't write lyrics. Save his, yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah, like Art Garfunkel uh, can't write lyrics what? to save his life, but he's got a great singing voice. <laughs> Bob Dylan, not a great singing voice, greatest lyricist ever. If you put Art Garfunkel and Bob Dylan together, mm-hmm. and you had like Art Dylan or <laughs> Bob Gar Dylan or Bob Garf- or Garfunkel, Dylan and Garfunkel, Dylan, Bob Garfunkel. Dar- <laughs> yeah. then you'd have something, yeah. right? <laughs> you'd have a very stoned, <laughs> weird-looking oh, guy, white guy with an afro. That's what you do. Wrong direction. I know. That's not the combination I was thinking of. Wrong compromise. Wrong compromise. (laughs) Abort. 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 Oh, no. That's not even what I mean. Not abort like that. Julio. (laughs) Head on the schoolyard. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, dear. If you be my bodyguard, (laughs) I will be Bob Dylan. (laughs) <laughs> I'll call you Art Garfunkel. That wasn't Garfunkel. even Garfunkel. That was Paul Simon Solo. Me, you can call Bob me. I know, you can call me out. Was not Art Garfunkel. <laughs> but you have a hard time finding a Garfunkel solo song. It was song. the greatest music video of all time. But uh, that's about it. That's about all we can say. I am age. just a stoner, though my story is seldom told. I have swallowed my spikes on my rack. <laughs> Welcome have any to Metroport Seventy Three. Where we just sang. The <laughs> yeah, whole I know. Time. We should probably stop that right now. <laughs> uh, we yeah. are oh, man alive. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So we should. Uh, uh, what we should do, actually, I think, to, to change the subject here away from singing. What, what should we do? We should talk a little bit yeah. about an event which Russ hates, but Story and I love, which is coming up starting tomorrow, and that is the NCAA basketball. Oh, tournament. it's true. It is very exciting. Yeah, um, true. although we already did that. a lot <laughs> of pregaming. <laughs> well, we did. We did. This, so, yeah. Well, the question is, do you know we should yeah. have like an official like MEP report it. bracket because that way we can have Story and me picking yeah. it, and then Russ just like bitterly spitting on our bracket and just being like. This no, sucks. what we should have done is have a poll. We should have thought this through beforehand and should have invited all our fans to a poll. Oh, yeah, that's right. Eh, I don't know if we'd all fit in the same pool, though. <laughs> we'll party. Get awfully wet. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably So, true. anyway, yeah. we're all, like, stunned by this. We're like, oh, that's uh, regret. That's we really regret. should have done that. Yeah, I'm exactly. sorry, guys. But it's exciting. Uh, the story night. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> you know. March is actually my least favorite sports period of the entire year. Everything is boring. Basketball, there's nothing exciting going on. Oh. Baseball, we're waiting for April what? 1st. Baseball there hasn't no started yet. Yeah. No good sports. Nothing. Absolutely I nothing. do. I mean, I, ESPN I like... is infected by this college basketball stuff, like, day, day to day. So there's nothing to watch. I have to avoid Can I ask ESPN why you don't like weeks. college basketball? Yeah, why don't you like it? Sure. I um... This for the same Why reason don't you that like I college don't watch basketball. <laughs> the same reason that I don't watch women's bowling. There what? are better bowlers out there to watch on oh, TV. Oh, that's but it's simple. No, no, no. It's simple. I don't watch okay. Pee Wee League baseball on TV either because there are better baseball players to watch. Can we go back to the part where you watch bowling on TV at all? Yeah, women's bowling. <laughs> right. Can we go back to that. Yeah, can we go back to that. <laughs> now I just said I don't watch. <laughs> no, but oh, you watch okay. some bowling. You're like, look, there's that. better bowling out there. Okay. But I definitely don't. It's not watch women's bowling. bowling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. exactly. You will never catch me watching women's bowling. I mean, Russ, the thing is that they're um, not as skilled, like, uh, athletically, but in terms of the emotional, their their emotional commitment to the game, and also they don't tank games, for example, like the pros do all the time, and the fact that the game actually has a flow to more, it, you know? And who's even less skilled? Who? Special Olympians. <laughs> I would argue that they care even more, and yet have even less skill than no, anyone you No, it's not about less skill. There's even more... more compelling sporting activities. Have you seen the pros, some of the pros shoot free throws, and you're going to tell me that this is skill? Jason Collins. You watch the game for free throws? I watch the game for a game. I don't watch the game for pros who are paid millions of dollars to tank games. Like Vince Carter did most that's, much that's, of his I last year the game in Toronto. For pros who are paid millions of dollars because they're the best in the world. They're not like the second subset of guys who aren't really as good but really, really want to blow away college and not learn anything. I want to watch the best players in the world who've blown away everything else. Who really care about the playing the Atlanta Hawks in January. And are the best in the world. We're really committed to it. Look, with 2,000 people Hawks in the arena. are better than the top nine college basketball But the game teams. is terrible. The player from each team but and the, made a team out of those all-stars, they wouldn't be as good as the Hawks. That's uh, the whole point. But the game, no, but it's not a matter of just watching only the best people. There's not, it's not even an interesting now, game because they don't care about there's it. There's not even like, there's zone defense in the NBA too now. It's not all man-to-man. Like, they can play zone if they want. So there's really no difference. Other than the skill. And the fact that it's I mean, look, pro Westwell's boring, and it's always one-on-one. I would on one. find it very compelling TV to watch you guys or us all together play some other debate team in basketball. That would be very compelling. <laughs> but it's only because I That'd know be awesome. the people involved, and it would be really fun to watch. Right. If I don't know the See, guys that's personally, what, I would just opt like for the best players available. Because you know them? I feel... No, I feel like I am more emotionally invested in the in the thematic connections of college teams as opposed yeah. to pro teams, of which I like one, maybe two, and they haven't been good for so long that I really couldn't care less about the NBA anymore. And plus, on top of that, so, like, all the pros, like, I mean, the, given the amount of salaries they make, I feel much, I mean, I, you, you know, you, we all played basketball in college, okay, and we've all graduated from college. None of us will ever play <laughs> NBA basketball for six million dollars i just want to point that out are we closer to college basketball players or players who get six million dollars per year to play basketball which one are we closer to while also attending college that's closer we've never been paid for basketball have we been paid for basketball is honestly like you walking into a kindergartner and then being like dr wilson dr wilson i once wrote a story in a school and they're like, I'm the same as you. No, 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 no. So my point is, which are yeah. we closer to? Yeah. No, no. Are we closer no, to <laughs> pro basketball? I'm closer to you than other people. Okay, so you think you're Dr. closer. Wilson. So you've been paid $6 million to play basketball. Okay. Have you? Greg, Because if you have an analogy? You're a college basketball player. There could be 
a college basketball team or any basketball team unaffiliated with colleges but just organized where all of the guys' names on the team were Goodman. And that would be really <laughs> close to something that is related to me. And I could care what? less about how the Goodman team did. That is the most busted thing I've ever heard about. Like, that's just a name connection. You've actually never been paid for care. basketball. What? So, okay, so the the pool of people who have never been paid to play basketball is all equal. Just that's one pool. That's one subset of people. It's no, it, but it's people closer. People never been paid to play it's basketball. Not, it's closer, though. That's it's not, closer. It's five billion people. <laughs> we can are watch you, people who again, 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 are you more really? likely to get on a college basketball court to play, or are you more likely to get paid $6 million a year to play? I think that's a fairly obvious can argument. Can we watch a TV show? Where we hear people hang out together who have never been mauled by grizzly bears because we also share that that characteristic. Incredible bond. <laughs> what? That <I> undefinable <laughs> We've close also bond. never done something. <laughs> that is a big group, though. That's a big tent, the group of people that have never been mauled by grizzlies. It's a huge group. Well, and we it should really start should bring us together. podcast for that group. You see? We right. think we're all so different. But we all share that one fact that we've never been mauled by grizzly exactly. bears. And we played basketball. Killed by wild animals of any sort, in fact. We played basketball <laughs> and not been mauled by grizzlies. Most people, most people in the world can claim that. That's true. That's, that's right. Thing. So that's yes, another connection. Absolutely. Whereas, Only and think a about this. Think of about this. Think they've been killed by an animal that currently. Exists. Think about this. On the basis <laughs> yeah, of percentages, right? If one person in the NBA has ever been mauled by grizzlies, that means that league is much less connected to us than if now, one person in college had ever been mauled by grizzlies, because it's so much greater percentage-wise, okay. right? The other thing is that Rah. so many pro players come from one. Brooklyn, Rah. <laughs> and that's like where I'm from. So I actually have a much closer connection to the large basketball tradition of New York City than I mean the basketball tradition, which has produced the Knicks. You mean they don't even they don't even know what college the is? The eighth seed barely. Well, Knicks. that's the thing. Look, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, my my pro team sucks. They just you know gave Isaiah Thomas a multi-year extension. They to sure did. Me off. And then, but also my favorite college basketball team was Hofstra because I used to go to Hofstra games with my dad. And Hofstra is, could be the single worst team in Division One A, like historically they okay. might be the bottom team in the division. So that doesn't make me very excited about the whole concept. If that's the only team I care about in college. But they've been good last couple of years. That's why I don't like the NBA right now. Yeah, it's very it's the similar. Same thing. The Blazers are terrible. They spend right. have the fifth highest payroll and the most losses, and they're just except terrible. on my yeah. side. I get the I get the better basketball also. Well. I don't really care about the quality of the game, to be honest with you. I also I don't, don't agree yeah, that it is better basketball. Like I don't agree that it's better basketball. I agree the players like, are better. Well, I don't agree the games are better. Like, I like the emotion, you know? Yeah. I like the emotion. And that's and a the, component. The sportsmanship and stuff like that. And, you know, I could really care less about, couldn't really care less about, you know, whether I am objectively watching a 32% better play style or something. Like, yeah, because, like... I mean, I don't feel like I even know enough to know whether I am or not. Like, whether it's a better game, technically, or not. Like, the biggest determining factor is whether it's a close game. And, yeah, the NBA is rigged for close games, which is interesting sometimes. But, like, you know, I don't know. March Madness, it just throws it at you all at once. It's about the Plus attention span done. for basketball these days. You know, days. the emotion, the power about, of it. like, yeah. 65 well, do games you guys ever watch? Do you ever watch the McDonald's High School All-Star Game on TV? I have once or twice, yeah. I'm just no, wondering, I, I mean, because it have. seems like... All of your arguments are not at all unique to college basketball. Like, any level where the people care more would be more compelling TV for you guys. So, if it existed, mm. would you guys watch, like, Pee Wee League basketball? No, because remember, Russ, what about the people in the stands, too? It's everybody caring about it, right? The college atmosphere. Because I've been in college mm -hmm. basketball games, obviously going to UConn. I've been to games where the, the atmosphere was just unbelievable. And to be perfectly frank, I don't think I'd get the same atmosphere going to a peewee basketball game. I mean, you know, I might get a couple okay, of parents killing this? each other, but that might be entertaining. But, you know, it's not what the if same. They, what if they televised intramural games between different prison basketball teams? And on the games, <laughs> were riding who got paroled when... Whether they were that would be freaking awesome. Would I would check that out twice oh on Sundays. <laughs> Dude, I think we've just come up with the best ratings idea for Fox. Bob the Bruiser goes up for the television. dunk. Oh, and he's oh getting out early. <laughs>
It's like a less violent version of The Running Man. It's like it's been done, but not with basketball. I think more violent, perhaps more violent. I'm going to say. Yeah, true, with the stakes that high. It, oh, God. Yeah, we would need, Let's like, Vince McMahon to run the league because that oh would make more Oh, my God. <laughs> what you going to do when the man serving 25 to Holy life stumps down cow. on you? Hmm? <laughs> awesome. Well, it's like the XFL. The problem with the XFL was that they That's had true. to take too many safety precautions, so it couldn't really be as cool as it was in right. concept. Of, sure. You know, not being able to fair catch because your head would get taken off. So what happened? Nobody fair caught it. They just let the ball bounce because nobody wanted to die. So that's not what you want to see. You want to see the guys <laughs> die. That's why you tune into the XFL. <laughs> yeah. So, similarly... In the prison league, we would need no rules whatsoever. But see, the thing is, and though, have to all sign waivers. Uh, that would obviously be something that they would care about. But again, like, would the fans, like, maybe if you had, like, cameras on the families of these people who wanted to know if they were going to get out of get jail? That. Yeah, you put that, all right, yeah. that makes sense. Stands, on families the families. That's there huge. you go. Oh, my God. Boom. <laughs> the children perfect. who have been, like, waiting for, you oh, know, they're abandoned. <laughs> they're like, exactly. The abandoned oh, no. children. Oh, no. I get or, like, child support oh, if he no. gets out. <laughs> Yes. How about the prison guards who have been who have been abusing the inmates and will be in trouble oh once they escape and able to sue them? And, yeah, exactly. It's like the Shawshank Redemption on the hardwood. Exactly. Oh man. Better and get busy living or get too. busy dunking. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's the phrase. That's the phrase. That's the promotion. And get busy dunking. Oh, Hi, I'm Tim so Robbins, perfect. and this We're is Jailed Basketball. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's tremendous. That, that oh my god, it's great. I am so quitting the map report tomorrow to go do this. <laughs> to, to go do it yourself. Wait, wait, wait. To, to be in it. <laughs> well, to go commit know. a crime so you can go yeah. join this league. Oh me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. To call Fox. Stories like Fox, Emily. Man. I know you don't know why I'm going to go rob this bank, but the truth is, I hear they have it. They're, they're exactly. looking for a, a two guard over in San Quentin. So come on. Somebody email um, us Murdoch's private line. I know you have it. Someone out there has it. Make the best use of it you can. Yeah, that is tremendous, right Russ. Here. We're going to have to do one of those things that where we camp TMR. outside his office until he sees us with no appointment, and then we exactly. finish the idea. Right. As he's Cold running call. away from us, and so we're running Somewhere down the hall down after down. him. Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That is, is great. that is extremely funny. Yeah, see? So yeah. That's, that's, that's what we ought to do. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Over the time of the MEP report, we have sent all of our professional athletes in different places. Like, we we sent the NFL to work out the thing in the Middle East, and I think we sent Allen Iverson over that way, too. So now we're coming up with ways to basically mm-hmm. fill the gaps. You know, once the pro athletes leave, we have to figure out new things well, to make the games interesting, and now we're recruiting jail, you know, people in jail. I think that's that's a good call. I mean, you guys have set the pace on this, because I'm only into skill, but if you, and I'm sure millions of other people, are interested in the, the compelling nature of people who care more about the sport, even if they're not quite as skilled, there's really no reason that should only be college sports. There are really more compelling arenas that we can come up with where people well, have lots on the line. Jail basketball does bring in the non-sports fan, too. I think a lot of people oh, into that who uh, wouldn't otherwise really care no question. about a basketball game or base their care for a basketball game on who cared about it more. So You could get, like, death row inmates to coach. Like literally one and done. A lot of these prisons are now privately run. They're run as businesses because they've been farming out. Oh, they're right, telling me right. that these private organizations wouldn't be into this idea where they can make crazy oh, amounts of money. Absolutely. No doubt. Absolutely. We yep. don't need to go through the state And then at least one of them would go on to the NBA or, you know, European League or something at least. And then that would be tremendous. And he'd wear the equivalent of, like, he hate me on the back of his jersey, like the XFL. And to shame. And Dennis <laughs> and Rodman. And then they go back like, and Bad boy this. find out. I fucking knifed a guy for his shoes. <laughs> Jesus. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I'm actually a bad boy. What, what you got? I'm only out yeah. here because I can play ball. Yeah, that's right. I played yeah. for my freedom. Bad what boy? you got? I'm a convicted that and pardoned so. rapist. How do you like that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That's a bad Well, right. actually, did you guys hear, speaking of that, did you guys hear about this new thing? I, guess, I think it's in Maryland is the state where of that, they're thinking again? of, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no it, this is a real connection. Check it out. That there's actually a thing, and I think it's in Maryland is the state, where they're thinking about passing a law where if a prisoner agrees to donate one of his organs, that he gets time taken off of his sentence. Have you heard about this? It's like oh, a, this is like a bad debate case. It, but it's true, though. They're trying I, I to implement this. I we're going to see even worse well, debate Greg, cases at national this is not time getting taken off for good behavior. This is time taken off your sentence because a smaller percentage of your body is still in prison. 
Ah, that's, that's very world. nice. That's very nice. And it also so. means that the person you donate the kidney to must serve a couple of months, like yeah, depending on the size of the organ. Sure, right, exactly. sure, absolutely. Exactly. And they don't find that out till they that's wake up and they're they like, up. "Yeah, now you've got your freedom. Um, you've got yep. your life back, and we need you to report to San Quentin for two months." So it's just a, it's like a lease. Yeah. You know, you 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 overdid the mileage. You donate so. a leg, you get like a fifth off your time because <laughs> now that leg doesn't have yeah, to man. serve. Oh, gosh. There you go. That's... Where am I? The infirmary? Don't you mean the hospital? No, it's, it's the infirmary. Talk about the overcrowded prisons. We should totally pitch that to them. Be like, look, you're really only convicting people based on 100% comprised bodies. So if they get rid of the pieces, <laughs> then they should have time taken off their term. Uh, people start smuggling their teeth out of prison through the cracks in the wall. I, I can't. I don't have any like, more. You got each of these is worth two man. and a half weeks, bitch. They get into fights deliberately. Right yeah, yeah, oh yeah, well your mom is this. Knock my teeth out. Knock my teeth out. I want you to knock my teeth out. No, no, just knock my teeth out, please. Just punch me and knock my teeth out. Just do it. I'll give you a carton of cigarettes. Punch me as hard as you can. With that axe. <laughs> With that axe. Oh my god. Oh, the guy decapitates him. He's like, yes, freedom. Oh, that's great. <laughs> exactly. That is really tremendous. Wow. Yeah, that guy's trying to sneak out that way. Well, it's, you know, it's, I think it's, uh, it's interesting. That <laughs> there it's you sort go. Of Reassemble on thinking. the other side. They're like, exactly. get chunks of them, <laughs> one piece at a time, one piece at a time. And well, like, all right. the, the now put me back together. escape theory. When we get it there. only works if you're a cybernetic android from the future who is a pool of liquid metal. Well, Russ <laughs> must know this. In that case. But Russ <laughs> must know oh this, my though. Gosh. Russ, you know about this movie, right? From experience. The movie which yeah, was Russ about uh, this, like, I think it was either like a prisoner or something, and like they had used his organs for some guy and then it was like his hand I think it was he had grafted his hand onto this other guy because this guy had had his oh, hand amputated and it kept trying to get movie. back to like the original thing so like the hand was evil and the guy's like ah why is my hand evil and like it's because it was belonged to the yeah, prisoner his hand kept trying to strangle his wife while he was sleeping <laughs> yeah. it was one of the most gruesome movies I've ever seen and now that you've mentioned it I have to I have to go find it on IMDB to get and the it name. was terrible it was by the great way because <laughs> There were other characters in the movie that you find out later on who had gotten other body parts from this convicted murderer. And, like, like you know, one guy got a pair of legs, which was really bad for him because the legs would, like, control his car and, you know, make him hit the acceleration into traffic. And, <laughs> and then there were just pictures of, like, floating torsos and really macabre stuff. Yeah. What the hell was this movie? Wow. It was... <laughs> It was, watch. it was called Terrible. You know how I'm going to get this on IMDb? I know that the guy who was in that movie also starred in The Lawnmower Man, and so now I'm going to find <laughs> it. There we go. Because I'm awesome. Another, Another bastardization of, of his... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going from... Yeah. There you go. He's going from one great thing to another. Another bastardization Jeff of a much bigger Come guy. on, show me Jeff Fahey. Jeff Where Fahey. is it? Come on, Jeff... Jeff Fahey! <laughs> Lawnmower Man. Oh, man. See? Was it just called, like, Body Parts? That would be... It might have been just called Body Parts. I, I don't remember. Simple. I only remember it was uh, bad. It was Body Parts 1991. There it is. Jeff Fahey. There you go. Wow. So, see? This is a That's potential problem. Rental. This is a potential Halfway issue. decent horror movie. Not, not terrible. <laughs> this, this is the potential problem, he says. This is the one... <laughs> <laughs> the one chance of having a problem that we that we may have. Oh, and I should wow. point out, by the Jeff way, Fahey. that um, he's active man. The, he's been in all kinds of crappy movies. Look at this. As I predicted, the forum post that you just put up has now been taken off the forum. They're on the on the Vonage no, post. No, really? yeah, it's they been pulled, pulled up. us from the Vonage forum. No. Yes, yes, in it is. the has. time that we've been talking about this. I told you. That's amazing. No. Wow. You just look for yourself. Yeah, they're not excited about that. I am not surprised. We'll see if Vonage stock takes a dive tomorrow. We'll claim credit. Well, we freak people the post out. you put it's in not, the Vonage oh, lawsuit no. is still there. So I don't know what that's all about. It's a good thing I double posted. That means they haven't found it. Yeah. Oh, they just took that off, good too. Job. Good job, double post. <laughs> it's all gone. Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> Man. Yeah, yeah. Stupid Vonage. There it goes. I, I told you. I you predicted know, a half hour. Really, Vonage. Moderating their forum like they should. What was the response? Protecting their own reputation amongst the few people who still believe in them. We actually, I believe we did get a response before they took it off. Oh, man. Did they already remove it so I can't even read it on the air? The bastards. Probably. It was stupid. It wasn't even funny. It was like a very reasoned, detailed response. It was like, funny, maybe, or maybe we should consider the 17 intricacies of the patent mechanism in our <laughs> courts today. And think about right. it. I'm like, oh, who cares? <laughs> Summary, we are not the Hamburglar. 
Promise. <laughs> in fact, in <laughs> fact, they've pulled the Verizon and Vonage web like uh, lawsuit thing off entirely. All of a sudden, they've like gone crazy. They're like, "You are you yeah. negative on Vonage? Death. You on Vonage? Death. 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 But you hate Vonage? Death. Are you sure your internet isn't going down, Greg? It's like everything I try to load is piece gone. All of a sudden, my microphone <laughs> has disappeared, and it. my hand is walking across the table. Oh my god! <laughs> oh boy! I knew solipsism was right all along. So that shows oh, you. This is just a dream. He fought the law, and the law yeah. won, or huh. anti-law in this particular case. All right. So Vonage didn't particularly yes. like the video that showed them to be. <laughs> Irresponsible, <laughs> stupid, and thieving corporation. <laughs> Which I makes me wonder, that. Russ. If, Amazingly, yeah. <laughs> our road to success with the Aqua Teen Hunger Force <laughs> video was also not through posting at Boston PD. <laughs> so, you know, it's not exactly following the model Dear that we Boston used law before. enforcement and attorney general's office. Here's I a great video really describing <laughs> how you're retarded and incompetent and fear-mongering. Love the MEP report. Well, I mean, like... Love the MEP report. I think, I think that this could be a problem for other things, too. Like, I, I don't think you're going to get too far with our jail basketball theory if we decide to post it on, like, you know, Department of Corrections, New York's boldest or whatever, .org. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not likely to work out, so... Uh, but wait, but our action on the VoIP message board has yielded another MySpace friend request from a porn star. So you can't say it all over. <laughs> and clearly it was yes. one to one. So thank goodness another uh. porn star wants to be our friend and our friend alone. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, oh, speaking, hey, you know, speaking of that, oh, did you guys hear that uh, Viacom has sued my uh, my not MySpace, but they sued uh, YouTube. For something like a billion dollars, yeah, which is just, yeah. I mean, sort of like like a billion. Yeah, I think it was like a billion, approximately, <laughs> like like approximately <laughs> a lot of money, and about over you know copyright infringement laws and everything else. And I guess the question I had was, why hasn't this happened earlier? Like, why didn't somebody else go after YouTube in the same way with like you know money and lawsuits blazing? Because Google didn't own them before. And Google has really deep pockets. Oh, so now really it's deep. worth it. I see. Really deep. Huh, interesting. Really deep. Before, the only worth of the YouTube guys was YouTube itself. They didn't have, like, some big protector company. They were like, eh, this is only worth something, and if you beat us, it's worth nothing, and we lose everything, so whatever. But now they're owned by someone, and they have backing, and so they can sink their teeth and be like, yes, we'd like to control search strings from now on. <laughs> Amazingly, Viacom is all you can find on the Internet. Huh. How about that? <laughs> well, like you'll turn on the internet in two months and it'll just say dun, 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 Viacom, and that'll all there. That will be all there is. Yeah. On top thirty search strings. Yep. Occasionally mm. one of their TV shows. You know, this so. might not be a porn star. Let's look at her profile. <laughs> Somebody who loves the things I was going to say. Meanwhile, Star and I are going on with the show. He's like, to start check off this with out and believe in safe sex. I love to date. Dancing is my favorite thing to do. Now it's a porn star. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry. That'll be enough of that. Um, but it's a true story. Like all these companies. I mean, like we talked about this before, I think. But basically, we're just going to get down to one company. Like in in the music field, Clear Channel now owns something like thirty percent of live music venues, or something absurd like that, which has created an enormous problem, because if you ever get into trouble with, you know, with uh, Clear Channel for any particular reason, they can almost shut you out of an enormous percentage of the venues in like America. You mean Cat so. Stevens or the Dixie Chicks? Or yeah, yeah, or the Dixie Chicks are a good example, yeah, I mean, Cat Stevens right. shut himself yeah. also out, because he's like, well, I also hate you, so <laughs> it all evened out with Cat Stevens, but but uh, but the Dixie Chicks, yeah, is a good example of it, Like, or even Pearl Jam tried to do some stuff where, I think it was the Ticketmaster, and Ticketmaster, which eventually, I think, either got bought up by Clear Channel. Mm -hmm. Anyways, the same principle. They were, you know, they were like, "Look, we're Ticketmaster, and you'll basically bow to our will." And Pearl Jam was like, "All right, we'll bow to your will." So this is a problem everywhere. Yeah, this reminds okay, me of the that? Alberto Gonzalez brand new scandal. Yeah, you guys oh, following yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, I have. I yeah. have indeed. Basically, it it goes to. I mean, this is the pervading philosophy of the people who are in charge right now, which is that if you don't agree with us, you don't get press and you don't get to do anything, anything. even if you're right. an attorney you for the exist. government. If you're not a conservative Republican, you're fired. And we'll lie and cheat and I do believe, whatever we have to do to make that happen. I believe it's called, if you're not with us, you're against us. I think I've heard this <laughs> oh, yeah. somewhere before. I'm not sure where. No, but remember, guys, I don't, I don't know. Gonzalez himself not. said... No, no, my, my mistake. Gonzalez himself said that if you're at the head of a big department, okay, you're a head of a big organization, mistakes will be made. And the question is, how do you respond to those mistakes? How do you, oh, how do you respond God. to them? It, yeah. I mean... 
Does anyone listen to George Bush anymore ever? It was it's just like He said he was upset. His response so. when he backed Gonzalez, his quote was like, "Well, he said there are mistakes, and now he's going to fix them." The mistake was that he fucking lied under oath in front of Congress when they asked him what was going on. How do you fix that? Well, keep in Kill mind, yourself? Russ. What do you do? Oh, Russ, just... Russ, keep in mind you're applying he the... take oath very seriously. Yeah, not only that, keep in mind you're he's, applying he's not... fixing logic to George Bush. How do you fix Iraq? It's like they briefed him before the thing. They're like, okay, so basically he's just going to say he made mistakes, but you're going to say he'll fix them and it's fine. Well, what happened? You know, yeah. the stuff, legal stuff, you don't want to know. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. sounds fine. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. Mistakes were made. That's what they always ragged on me for the first two years for, not admitting mistakes. So I'll say mistakes were made. There was a mistake. Fine. I, I definitely right? noticed there was a mistake. Yeah, absolutely. See, you know? someone made it. No, not no me. question. I mean, that's definitely true. I mean, it couldn't have been more blatant. He was like, we're, we, I swear, he's like, I swear in my life, Congress, we will not fire people based on political reasons. And then his deputy says, I swear on my life, Congress, we will not appoint a single new attorney without the approval of the Senate. Lies. They both lied. They do. Nobody cares. They yeah. do. That's shocking. Well, no, I think people care. I care, Russ. I, there are some people I who care, are calling right. for his resignation, actually, Gonzalez. A lot of people are starting to, like, say he should resign <laughs> and step down. And, you know. Something that's worked so well for Bush for so many years. People called for <laughs> his so resignation, sad. and it happened. Well, right? yes. Unfortunately. That so happened, sad. right? Yep. There is no firing. There's only please resign because you know you're incompetent and you shouldn't have your job. But I like my job. Yeah, but please resign. You really, really shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> no, I'm all right. Okay, I asked. Yeah, no, I good. asked nicely. <laughs> I, did ask. I know, it's true. <laughs> what more can I do? I know, it's true. Pretty much the Bush administration principle is you lose your job if you cost an election. And since there are no more elections for the Bush yep, administration, right. I, think, I think that ship has sailed. That's right. That's if you point. single-handedly cost your party an election and, like, 100-plus House seats, then you get fired. That's the, really the only thing you can do. And it's been done once, and, and there are no more elections. What if we could tie Gonzalez so, to that? Oh, yeah. What if it turned out that Gonzalez and Rumsfeld were having, like, a homosexual affair, which would also get Pace, the general Pace, who said that he thinks homosexuality is immoral, that would get them involved, that all <sighs> three of them could resign, all because they cost their party the election? It's a little ex post facto, For I agree. all the right reasons. Yeah, it's a little ex post facto, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys cover the Walter Reed what thing last week? Oh, yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I heard bits and pieces, yes. <laughs> Greg okay. did. I did. The what? No, I was the just like, who? there's another one. See, that was actually costing some uh, some staffers in the administration because once you piss off the military supporters of the Republican Party, then people are accountable. Man. Which I find so. hysterical that Greg, this was the yeah. So. What I found was funny about so, that. Yeah, so a bunch of guys resigned yeah. because of that. Is that they were just sort of like, you know, Including Walter Reed is a disaster. Na I'm like, Navy Surgeon General. I was like, go find some other inner city hospitals in around Virginia and go check and see what their quality is. Okay, not just people in the military. How many people have wept for Peace Corps but volunteers? Great, you know. You would think that in this government, that like at least the veterans hospital would be like the nicest thing in the world, even if they left the poor inner city kids to the dogs. Russ, this know. guy oh, got a C minus at is at Yale and as a leg student where you would have to be to have difficulty breathing involuntarily to be able to fail a class as a legacy student this guy is the most incompetent person on the face of the earth that he is also the most evil person on the face of the earth is you know a bad combination he's you know satan without the competence but i mean you know like that's not surprising to me at all <laughs> he has no idea what he's doing and neither does anybody in his administration you know where am i defending george no no, no i'm no i, I thought you were you were justifying his life uh, not justifying you were saying you know wouldn't his administration think about well, this. I'm saying based on his own theory. But he's incompetent. You would think is that my that's point. the one thing that he cares about is that everyone should have like now, a nice crucifix and Bible and Oh, I see. Well, I mean, but he's just dumb, no, you know. Cuz the wounded because the wounded cannot be around in society. They have to suffer and feel beaten down and downtrodden because if they didn't, then they would be constant reminders out there in society of the fact that people were hurt by the Iraq war. Yeah, which is And nothing the only thing that matters is what happens in the US borders. So That's why you he know, didn't take pictures of the coffins within either. US borders of the exactly of the ongoing war yeah. then you know and the suffering and the damage actually caused by to Americans who are actual people according to the Bush administration then you know that's that's bad. That and he's so incompetent. I think he was actually well, hoping to take... off all of the wounded. And he's incompetent. 
Well, yeah, I, think I mean, he that's why you take the death. casualties and lock them up in a pit. You don't put them in substandard conditions and give them access yeah. to the press and let them complain about <laughs> it. That's the incompetent part. They were feeding he's the evil rats he's bad at it, flesh. you know? He's, they like, bad like at the evil. two months away. They were prepping the rats on human flesh. They were, they were that close uh, to getting them to uh, participate oh, so in the this program. Was like, the I'll ghettos be like, yeah. before the concentration camps. I got you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. You know, <laughs> you can't have those people in society. They're a scourge. And the rumors uh, that would start about how they had secretly like all betrayed America, and that's why they hadn't been given sufficient armor. The, the that's secret also traitors. Why they were shot with Al Qaeda. <laughs> they were righteous yeah, bullets. They were righteous bullets. <laughs> exactly. Al Qaeda in the U.S. It's the Pat Robertson theory of justice, right? Everything that yep, happened is exactly as you, it should so have been. Sure, of course. At all times, yeah. So, and they would be righteous you know, bullets. You wouldn't have been wounded if you had been doing the right thing. Yeah, they would have been righteous bullets, exactly. by the way, because we sold it to them back in the day. So probably there are bullets being shot Seriously. at us, you know? So of course yeah. it's righteous. They had USA yeah, sure. written on them. No question. Made in USA. <laughs> Every bullet that we you produce can't turn in a bullet country. like that to a foul end. <laughs> Come on. Blessed by They're a priest, ingrained with holiness. An old priest exactly. and a young priest. And they bless exactly. all the animals before we ship yeah. it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> this bullet can only be shot at one who is pure uh, evil. Or, you know, doing the wrong thing. So it all fits, uh, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's also why we don't pay for the body armor. Because under those theories, it's really unnecessary. Since the bullets are only going to hit bad people anyway. Right. Why would you Very pay for body armor? Right, exactly. They're actually sending Americans into battle naked. Just because they can. Yep. <laughs> they're so righteous. Just like the... Oh! The Boxer Rebellion, I remember reading about this in high school, where these were the Chinese nationalists who were so angry that the the European countries had split up China into these spheres of influence. That they fought it out in that rings. these nationalist warriors, oh. they believed they were invincible because of their, like, their beliefs in China and the mainland. And so literally they would go into battle naked after drinking some potion and believe that they couldn't be shot or killed or maimed and they... That was the Boxer Rebellion. But they didn't wear boxing gloves, so I don't really other, understand and the other that problem I, I always pictured them being, like, naked with boxing <laughs> gloves and punching people out. I mean, didn't this get blown up, them, though, Russ? That part didn't happen. Didn't this theory get blown up the first time they saw someone die? Didn't that sort of take the whole air out of the whole we-can't-be-killed balloon? They didn't have either the right amount of faith, their nationalism, or belief. Oh, yeah, right. I see, I see. They weren't righteous enough. Well, there's actually... It's interesting you mentioned <laughs> that. one of the great things enough. about righteousness. Is yeah. He had a flesh-colored body suit. Assumption. He yeah. wasn't naked enough. It's true. Yeah, exactly. It is very much an, end, an ends-based theory. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone's failure in end spaceness to just not trying enough, well, look, not getting it done enough. Right. I've watched uh, yeah. Once Upon a Time in exactly. China, which is when Jet Li did his, um, Jet Li, the famous martial artist guy, um, did a bunch of movies, obviously, martial arts movies, and he did one called Once Upon a Time in China. Jet Li, the waiter? Right, yes. Well, I just want to make sure we're all clear. Yeah. So, or the airline. Yeah, or the Jet Li, yeah. <laughs> that was the jet that Li took. No, uh, Jet Li. But he, but he uh, uh, had this one thing. Isn't it Jet Blue? Where he's isn't fighting. pronounced Jet Blue? Jet actually. Blue, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's uh, That's the Korean jet blue. He's yeah. uh, fighting this guy, and the guy is, and he's fighting this guy. It's in the middle of the movie, and before he fights him, this guy's this evil guy, and he comes out and he shoots at him, and the guy dodges it, and the guy says to him, "No, I use the iron rope technique. Bullets will be of no use." And he literally is like, "Oh, okay," and he puts the gun down. I'm like. What? And at the end of the movie, like the same guy comes out, the same guy comes running towards this awesome. ship filled with people that are shooting him with machine guns, gets blown away, obviously, because he's like running. He's like, I am the iron rope to. Ah! Right. So basically, it only worked because he dodged one bullet. So there may that be overconfidence awesome. just built into that portion of the Chinese culture. I, I don't know if that's true, but maybe it's just an overconfident group. I don't know. Like, I mean, but that's the other thing. Like, if you look at yeah. the administrations, do you think the Bush administration would be competent enough to have developed the equivalent of a great wall of china like the great wall of china man that is impressive stuff that is competence on a serious scale china has that america doesn't so i think they've got some evidence behind you know their belief you know well if Pat Buchanan gets his way there'll be a great wall of america well pretty soon, that's true so. it's not not too far probably behind. won't be very great though yeah. and not much of a wall that's true we've got it in the works perhaps be like the great yeah. fence of discrimination <laughs> I'm not an expert in Chinese history, but wasn't the Great Wall thwarted by, like, Genghis Khan and the Mongolians? And I mean, I, that's why they built it, but I don't think it really functioned hmm. that well. Did it? Well, I don't know. But China never I got... I couldn't really so. give you a definitive answer. I think it got overrun at some point. Did they? Yeah. yeah. No, I think you're right. Well, they outlasted the over yeah. the people who overran some them. At some point, it failed. Well, I mean, 
it's not infamous like the Maginot line or anything. It's like, hey, I was well, just we going to compare it to the Maginot line. <laughs> oh, crap. I was going to say yeah. that. I was just going to say that. I was like, it, I, maybe it was like, I was going to compare it. I was going to be like, yeah, maybe they couldn't turn the spears around. It's just like the Maginot <laughs> sure line. Sure you like, were. Oh, sure wait. Sure you have the they same can brain. Only, I believe that. They can only fire... <laughs> They can only fire in that direction. And you couldn't go around Shoot. the edge of it, right? Shoot. They're like, we'll just go down 550,000 miles yeah. and then go right around the wall. It's right? You just go all the way down. Just keep going. Yeah. And just turn right after exactly. about five years. Okay, just keep just keep going. Well, travel then took like a year a mile, you know? <laughs> right. So it's like it would be generations and generations of people who are like birthing more people. My son, I have made it 27 miles. You must continue the great journey. <laughs> it's a very well, gradual you invasion. You know why? The only it's difference... difficult. <laughs> The only difference between the Wall of China and the Maginot Line is that the Chinese were uh, saved by their lack of technology. Because archers can turn, but artillery pieces right, exactly. mounted in the ground can't. That's the exactly. only difference. There you go. Archers well, maybe they like, mounted oh, the archers in the ground. Fire that may have been there. the problem. Yeah. They may have been halfway up there eventually. to their waist They're like, dirt. people keep deserting. This is a really boring job. The Mongols never come. They just sit here watching over the wall the whole time. So we're going we're gonna to put them into the ground. Feed them twice daily. That'll be great. Keep them, keep them a little hungry. Keep them angry. Uh, it explains everything. Yeah, that's probably what happened. There you go. And then it's like, we the, can't turn. We can't turn. They're scaling the wall too fast. We can only take we a third of them out. We built their boots of stone that they may defend the wall for their whole lives and never leave. <laughs> <laughs> turn. Damn it. Oh, dear. Well, of course, Eddie Izzard would say that that was the, uh, the Achilles defense, was that Achilles just should have put his foot right. in a big block of concrete. Because then he would have been there you, go. There you go. Even though he would have had a much shorter sure. radius of attack. <laughs> but it but. certainly would have been. <laughs> you can't. Tell His weakness is gone. Don't go anywhere near Achilles. He's invincible. Fucking block of concrete. Block of concrete. Just stay away from him. That that five that five foot radius is his zone. That's his zone. There you go. Well, our zone yeah. unfortunately is if over. Only Achilles had that nuclear weapon. Our well, yeah, that would be disturbing too. Exactly, like tactical missiles. But our zone, unfortunately, They're gentlemen, is over for this week. Broke the concrete. Because we've come to the end what? of yet another MEP report. Really? Yep. We've come to the end. Dude, it's been like it seems It seems so short, wow. and yet it has gone That's so crazy. long. It's only it been like like 60 Vonage <laughs> videos. <laughs> no, that's, that's true. Nothing. We want to thank everybody for listening again. Check it in with us, and uh, go vote. Go check out that video. Go tell everybody about us if you like us, and um, thank you for listening. We will go tell it on the We will the see you guys next week, and um, yeah, say goodbye, everybody. Well, actually, we won't. We won't see a single one of you, except the people that we know, who we happen to encounter in daily life. Right. But we'll make funny uh, faces at you, though, to you the whole time. Hey, if we put our listeners in go. stone boots, they and couldn't leave either. Know. That's true. <laughs> but they have iPods. They're not going anywhere without <laughs> okay. us. It doesn't matter. That's good, then. <laughs> <laughs> Turn your iPod around, people. Turn around. Fucking block of concrete. <laughs> block of concrete. Baby, I'm amazed at the way you map report the night. Ramble on about emus Baby, I'm impressed with the way that Greg makes a segue Story screams all day Also sarcastic, but not in a sincere way Maybe I'm a man, maybe I'm a lonely man Who never heard of podcasts why couldn't I find the best one? I went to the pickle, went to Alley, and listened to Delta Sierra Charlie too. Maybe I did all this on the internet. And I did not find something like you Sometimes they had puppets And musical interludes And I never found The synthesis And so many emus